Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number four of Genesis chapter six, and we're continuing to look at the first three verses. Genesis six, verse one, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And Jehovah said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now, in our last study, uh, we were discussing the flesh and how from the point of the fall, when Adam and Eve uh, rebelled against God and transgressed by eating the fruit of the forbidden tree, Contrary to the commandment of God, the law that God had established concerning that tree, that you shall not eat of it, from that point, the flesh was in erring. And and that's how this verse should be translated. The word strive is probably better translated plead the cause. And he also is flesh would be better translated in erring, or sinning, in erring, he is flesh. And so the verse would better read, And Jehovah said, My spirit shall not always plead the cause with man, for that in erring he is flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. And, and so God is indicating that there is a time period in which he will plead the cause. He will take up the cause for man, that is, his elect, that are amongst the population of the world. And and during that time, God will save. It's really um, pointing to the day of salvation, a, a period in which God has determined to send forth his word to save his elect people. But it is not always going to be like that. And and so the last part of verse 3 tells us, yet his day shall be 120 years. So in giving this number, God is doing two things. First, historically, It's a statement that is basically laying out the timeline for Noah to build the ark. And during that time, God will still plead the cause with man. That is, it's possible, potentially, from man's perspective, that God might save them at any point during the next 120 years. And remember, uh, the Bible tells us this 
concerning Noah's work on the ark. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So Noah was warned of God. And this also is another aspect to what happens when God gives a timeline. Just like Jonah entering into the city of Nineveh and proclaiming yet 40 days and Nineveh will be destroyed. Well, at this point, God is given a timeline of 120 years. And it must be the the timeline for the construction of the ark, and at the end of the 120 years, the flood will come. Because no other uh, timeline or date fits. That is, we know in the period before the flood, men were living to be hundreds and hundreds of years old. Noah would be 600 years old at the time of the flood, and, and that would not be unusual. His father, Lamech died five years before the flood at age 777. And and so the 120 years cannot be um, applied to the lifespan of people before the flood. Even Shem, after the flood, would live for several hundred years. And, and, and so it doesn't fit. It, it doesn't match up. Well, what about um, after the flood? Of course, that's not in view because God is here speaking of the period before the flood. But even after the flood, in Psalm 90, the Lord does set a limit on man's lifespan and he establishes the limit to be 70 or by reason of strength, 80 years. And we find even today, with all of the medical advances that the world um, is rejoicing over, and 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 they're very pleased that they've managed to get the lifespan of uh, male and female right around 70 or 80 years. So exactly where God said it would be in Psalm 90. So the reference to 120 years cannot refer to that either. There's only one possible solution to what the 120 years is referring to. And and the context of Genesis 6 indicates God is coming down and, and viewing. He is seeing the sinful nature of man and, and what man is doing. And and so he indicates he will not always plead the cause with man. For in erring he is flesh, that is, he's a sinner, and in a natural condition, he's unsaved. So God sets a time. He establishes a timeline. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. 
So that statement must be 120 years before the flood. And we know that the flood occurred in the year 4990 B.C. We also know that the flood occurred in Noah's 600th year. And, and so Noah was born in the year 5590 BC. This is according to our calendar. And 600 years later would be 4990 BC. Noah's 480th year was the year 5110 BC. 5110 BC is 120 years before the flood. Noah was 480 years old, and that's when God is going to come to him and is going to reveal to Noah. Remember, that's what Hebrews 11 said, by faith or by Christ, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet. And it wasn't just the week before. You you couldn't build an ark overnight or in a week or a month or a year. You know, especially given the um, early date in history this is. It's not like he was going to build a ship in dry dock and have several hundred workers working on it. You know, that's what they do today with with modern technology and tools. You, you still have um, maybe a couple hundred men or more, uh, each one taking a piece of a ship. And when they're fashioning it and, and forming it and putting it together and welding the ship together, it can still take quite a while, maybe a year or two years, for a ship to be put together in our modern day, especially the ship that will be the size of the ark. Uh, Later on, we'll see the dimensions of the ark, and this is going to be a huge vessel, and yet it's being built in ancient times, and God is commissioning Noah to be the shipbuilder, and and so Noah probably uh, more than likely had to have some help, and his sons, um, maybe not right away, but eventually would have helped, and Noah could have hired uh, some workers from the local village. We we don't know all the details. God doesn't give us all that information, but we do know without modern technology, without modern tools that it would have been a very long process to build a ship of the size that that God is going to instruct Noah to build. Well, let's jump ahead. In, in Genesis 6, verse 15, And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. And remember, a cubit is about a foot and a half, so that's 450 feet. The breadth of it, 50 cubits, 75 feet, and the height of it, 30 cubits, 45 feet high, and and so forth. And it's going to be three stories. 
it, it would take an enormous amount of work. And, and so God, in his wisdom, gave Noah sufficient time to build. It, it wasn't a project to be rushed. It, it was something that Noah may also, uh, of course, have to learn the skill. And, and God, uh, undoubtedly equipped him and and gave him ability to do this but that doesn't mean that uh from one day to the next he he instantaneously knows how to build an ark he he would have um been equipped and and perhaps um well you know we we are speculating some but the 120 year timeline was necessary and during the 120 years, while the ark was a preparing, God was using that time for salvation. He, he built an ark to the saving of his house. It also says in 1 Peter chapter 3, beginning in verse 18, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime, that's better translated as aforetime, which aforetime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. You see how God is stating that. Christ was preaching to the spirits in prison. That's unsaved people, chained in the kingdom of darkness, yet God's elect, only a remnant, very small remnant, but still God's elect were there, and and so God was long suffering, long suffering. Now, now with that statement, we have a timeline: a hundred and twenty years. God waited, just as the Lord tells us. And we'll come back to First Peter, but in the epistle before First Peter, in James, it says in verse seven: "Be patient, therefore, brethren." Unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and has long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. And, and the early rain was the church age. The latter rain was the, the period of the great tribulation after the church age, the little season when God saved the great multitude. You see how God waits. He waits for his word to accomplish its purpose that it was sent forth to do for the fruit in its proper season, the, the first fruits unto God during the church age, and then the, the great multitude during the, uh, uh, ingathering period of, of the little season of the latter rain. God will not bring judgment while he waits. And just as 
God was waiting in the last about 17 years of the Great Tribulation, long-sufferingly, patiently waiting for the fruit to come in, for the rain to accomplish its purpose, for the salvation of the great multitude to be completed. God waited day after day after day until the Great Tribulation concluded according to a timeline. Just as God instructed Noah and Christ preached the spirits in prison while the ark was preparing according to a timeline. As 1 Peter 3 says, God is long-suffering while he waits for the proper time to reach completion. And while, and during that time, the ark it says back in 1 Peter 3.20, was a preparing few, that is, eight souls were saved by water during the period when, when the ark was a preparing. The word preparing is also found in Luke chapter 1, verse 17 where it says, And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The construction of the ark is really a picture similar to the building of the house of God. And, and actually the word preparing is translated as build in Hebrews chapter three, verse four, for every house is builded or prepared. That's the same word. Builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we? See, uh, Christ built the house of God, the spiritual house of God. And God has commissioned Noah to build the ark. And you have a 120 years to complete the task. And, and so Noah went about the task and, and got busy and occupied and continued year after year. It, it, it's certain that he was a true and faithful man of God. And, and so, uh, okay, the Lord wanted Noah to build an ark. And if he didn't know how to do it, well, he would try his best. He would learn all that he could. Maybe, of course, he could pray to the Lord and ask God for help. How do I do this? What do I do? And certainly, he had God's assistance and help. And God was with him to complete the task. And Noah knew in the year 5110 B.C., he knew that he had 120 years. 
now let's look at the statement again. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. God is speaking of uh, flesh, that man who has erred in flesh, and God is establishing a date for mankind. He will continue in the present form of the pre-flood world for 120 years more. So way back in the year 5110 BC, Noah was told, he was given advance information, advance warning of things to come. And Noah knew that in the year 4990 BC, the 120 years would expire. And, and so you can see this, uh, old, um, uh, man of God as he labored in, intensively and he labored in the task and it began to take shape. Um, again, we don't know how it progressed, but certainly, uh, year after year after year, maybe, you know, Noah also had to support his own family. He, he had to work, uh, uh, to live and to eat. No one was going to support him. And it's possible he had a farm he had to take care of. He had responsibilities at home and he also was responsible for building an ark. And, and, and so again, year after year, he was building and he had, um, one eye on the task at hand and one eye on the finished date, the time that he was given in which it was to be completed. And we can be sure as that time approached and, and got ever closer, the urgency to complete the ark would have grown in the life of Noah and, and he would have, uh, felt, oh, I, uh, there's so much to do. Uh, and, and more than likely he would have, um, moved away from, from some other responsibilities on the farm or at home and devoted even more time to the ark it must be done in time. It must be done according to the schedule that God has established. All right, now the, the 120 years, which was Noah's 480th year, again was the year 5110 BC, and this was 5,903 years from creation. You know, just, just an interesting, um, timeline that goes along with that. From 5110 BC to 1988 AD, which was the year of Satan's loosing, and actually, it does identify with the 120 year period. And we'll, we'll talk about that maybe our next Bible study. But from 5110 BC, until 1988 AD is 7,098 calendar years. And that breaks down to 2 times 3 times 7 times 13 times 
13. And so 2 relates to being the caretaker of the word of God. 3 indicates God's purpose. 7, perfection. And 13, the end of the world doubled. It indicates it will soon come to pass. And and again, 1988 is the 13,000th year of Earth's history, but it actually identifies as the 12,000th year of Earth's history. And 12,000 is related to the number 120. Because if if you have the number 12 and you multiply by 10, you get 120. And you multiply by 10 again, and you get 1,200. And then you multiply by another 10, and you get 12,000. But uh, but again, we'll we'll get more into that in the next study. We'll we'll show how the Bible presents the figure of 12,000 years for the history of the world, but in actuality, it's 13,000 years. Uh, but Lord willing, we we will discuss that in our next Bible study. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.